Welcome back to this episode of the podcast. Today, I'm really excited to take a deep dive into your money and your business with Kelly and Crystal. Now, Kelly and Crystal own an incredible business called Radical Profits Club. And I love the name so much because I feel like you really feel their mission in the name of their business. Kelly and Crystal started their business together in January of 2020. Before that, they ran separate online financial businesses and they met through a Facebook group for bookkeepers. They're both super passionate about helping small business owners really understand their numbers and feel empowered to drive the damn bus where it is they want it to go. Their niche is working with online coaches and course creators of all kinds. Now, I also met Kelly and Crystal in a Facebook group and I came away from this call feeling like I'm made two new friends. The connection was genuine and they share everything from red flags when hiring a bookkeeper, questions to ask that are really valuable in the hiring process, and some money mindset books and tips to keep you on track with your finances. I know that once you hear their story and their expertise, you're going to love them as much as I do. Thanks so much for listening and now on to the episode. Callie and Crystal, I am so excited to welcome you guys to the podcast today. Thank you for having me here. I wonder if we could start and you guys could each share a little bit about your journey into the online space, into what you're doing now. Sure. I'll go first because mine's a little longer. I started in the online space about, I guess, about seven to eight years ago. After I had my first child, I was staying home with him and I needed to make money. And so at the time, the whole idea of virtual assistance is actually just sort of gaining traction. And so that's where I started. And pretty soon I had to start thinking about bookkeeping for my business. And I started looking around for information and everything I found seemingly was created by people in suits who were using a bunch of words that I had no idea what they meant. And I was so bored (laughs) with everything I came across. I felt like I couldn't learn anything. And so I eventually like jumped into a bookkeeping software. I tried a whole bunch of them on their free trials. And I eventually just broke down and cried because I was like, this is hard and I don't know what I'm doing and I can't find any information on this. And so that was actually what pushed me to fill that void Wow! because I knew that other people had to be dealing with the same thing. So I took a bookkeeping course. I learned how to do it. And I started my first business that was just bookkeeping. And I took it from there and started hiring help. And actually, that's where Crystal came into my life because she started helping me with the bookkeeping side. And yeah, Crystal, maybe you can, our our stories kind of intertwine since we're partners. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll go back a little bit on mine and then bring it forward to where to where we met. I started in the finance industry right out of college for a big corporation and uh, thought it was going to be what I loved and cried every Sunday night. <laughs> Just really, really hated it. Really good oh. learning experience of what I didn't want. And then not too long after that, 
I had my first baby, which often changes things. And I guess I should say all through this, I also at 19 was very excited about taking the tax course from H&R Block. I just saw an advertisement and it was while I was in college and I was just like, that, I want to, I want to learn that. I want to do that. I just had this weird desire that I always wanted to do my own taxes. I just wanted to understand. And I, at the time I really thought that was normal. And so I actually worked for H&R Block for 10 plus years seasonally. It was really good because I, I now have three children. So kind of through all the transition of college, corporate job, you know, baby one, two, three, like it was very flexible. It also, I really, really enjoyed the conversations I got to have with clients. They were sort of few and far between at H&R Block, but the ones that would actually sit down and and uh, have a conversation about how they could do better for the next year and really try to understand. That's where I found a lot of meaning there and really had a desire to take that on my own, was not in the online space at all, not familiar with it, didn't know how it worked. It just felt completely impossible at the time. And it, it was just through searching and sort of trying to figure out something that I could do year round, more on my own terms, being able to still show up for my family the way I wanted that I found the same bookkeeping course that Callie took. Finally, I actually tried to launch my business in 2016, was homeschooling three kids with them all the time. I just didn't have the mental and physical space to pull it off. So I came back again and tried 2018, toward the end of 2018, had lots of life changes and it was really just the perfect time. So yeah, I was just starting my business and Kelly was needing, she had a bookkeeper that was leaving. And I thought that was a great way for me to get some more experience. Just, I was trying to quit a, a full-time job at the time, um, really do this full-time and working with Kelly basically enabled me to do that a few months later. I actually ended up getting fired from my job, which was like really traumatic at the time, but it was the best thing that happened because I was one of those people that would just wait too long and do way too many things for too long. And so it actually ended up being the best thing ever. So yeah, I worked as Callie's bookkeeper for a year, really got to know her clients, really loved supporting them, really learned, you know, Callie and I learned a lot about each other. She was first going to sell her business and very, very happily in the end, we decided to partner, dissolve our separate businesses and come together. Interesting timing. It was at the beginning of 2020 last year, right before the pandemic. And so, yeah, we're now a year and a half in to Radical Profits Club together. And that's kind of where we come from and how we came to be. I love it so much. It's really interesting because you don't often run into partnerships in the online space. I'm curious if you guys have ever met because the only other partnership I could think of, they had been partners for, I think maybe two years at this point, and they still hadn't met in person. So have you guys got to meet in person? We met twice in person. (laughs) Once really close to the beginning and Krista was traveling and we, she, she was coming right through close to where I live. And so I drove a little ways to meet her and we had coffee. So it was basically like a coffee date and that was about the extent of it. And then recently we got to see each other again. She was making the same trip. And so this time around we had both of our families together. So they got to play at the playground and get to know each other, but yeah, (laughs) twice, (laughs) but it's really interesting with the online world. We already, we know each other very well, even though we haven't seen each other in person that much. So when we come together in person, we're just like, 
it doesn't feel weird. It's just an extension because we already know each other so well. Yeah, which is really what we want. We really would like to get together quarterly. We're not terribly far apart. It's just a matter of life and family and and just making it happen. But that is definitely our goal, you know, at least a couple of times a year. But ultimately, we'd really like to meet quarterly. But yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible what the Internet does allow. (laughs) Yeah, I sometimes think about that in terms of, you know, my mom or my grandma and some of the struggles that they had. And if they had access to something like this, where they could have taken their expertise and they could have taken their initiative to the online space, what could have changed for them? And so I'm always grateful for this space and this medium to be able to give me, especially, and then the people that I know in this space, options to really be able to have the life we want and still be able to do some really cool, fulfilling things. Totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. I feel really lucky that we have this opportunity just because we can still, you know, Crystal and I both homeschool our children so we can do that and still make a good living from home and do things that we love to do. And basically I live in a super tiny town. So if I were having to try to market my services here, the pickings would be slim, (laughs) but the online world opens you up for so much. It's really awesome. And I think that we've gotten to work with so many really cool people across the country that I I wouldn't change it. I love it. I love it so much. We have people everywhere and it's just really cool to get such a mix of people. It really is. And I would say your guys' kids are home for it because you guys homeschool. Mine are home for a snow day. So if you guys hear kids in the background, that's hashtag real life. (laughs) (laughs) Very true. (laughs) So I would love to dig into what you guys offer and we really want to help people figure out when they need to bring somebody on. And then also we want to make sure, especially in terms of bookkeeping and finance that people know when would be a great time to bring on somebody to help them with that. So can you guys speak to when do people usually hire you? And do you have a recommendation? Are people in general waiting too long or are they usually finding you at the right time? People find us at different times. It really depends on what they had going on previously. Some people come to us who've been trying to do it themselves and kind of failing at it. (laughs) Most people who come to us who've been trying to do it themselves are not so great at it. Uh, I think in my six years of doing this, I've had one person come to me who had been doing it themselves and done it 100% correctly. Everybody else has has some (laughs) big issues in there. A lot of people just don't do it at all. And so they come to us with nothing. And then there are some people who come to us who have tried other bookkeepers and for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Either the communication was off, like the person would ghost them, or they didn't really understand their business, like people locally. For whatever reason, it just didn't work out and they were looking for someone new. So those are kind of the three different people. And those three different people are usually in a kind of different space in their business or a different point in their business to that point. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so for most business owners, when do you recommend that they bring on a bookkeeper? Is there an amount of revenue? Is there a length of time in business? Or is it also, it sounds like aptitude plays a role that if they're, they know going in that they're absolutely not interested in tracking any of the numbers. If they're not going to keep records of things that they should plan in the very beginning to bring a bookkeeper on. Yeah. I mean, definitely personality plays into that. And so just like the previous answer, there's not like just one answer with that, but sort of 
a general guideline is though bookkeepers can help you save money and especially going further with what we do, like more financial strategy, there's a lot we can do as far as making sure the money goes in the right place. But ultimately bookkeeping is an expense. Like we, we do want people to see it as an investment, but like if if for most business owners, it's not going to make sense to hire a bookkeeper right out of the gate, unless you have those extra funds and you know that you hate it. It's not something you're going to do and you don't want to learn it. So usually a lot of times uh, I would say most of our clients around maybe the hundred K revenue mark, just depending on their business could be sooner. It could be later. Again, it just depends on some of those other factors, but yeah, I feel like how it feels in your business is really significant too. If you're doing it yourself. And you feel like you're understanding what's going on. You're getting reports that mean something to you. You're knowing how your business is doing and it's not heavy. You're probably okay to wait a little longer. If it feels like it's crushing your soul and you keep putting it off and you're always behind and you don't have that financial intel from your reports to be able to make your decisions, that's probably a sign you need to hire a little sooner and get that support because that is going to create that feeling of lightness and you, you know, you deserve that support. So yeah, it's, it's sort of uh you kind of got to feel into it, but if I were to say a revenue point, I, I would say around a hundred K. Yeah. Much earlier than that. And people's monthly revenue is where things feel tight. A lot of businesses that are just getting started, they, this actually goes into the financial strategy part a little bit. A lot of them spend a lot of money And so then the business owner ends up not getting paid very much. And that's not the goal, right? That's not why we started our businesses. We started so that we could have some financial freedom, some time freedom. And that just doesn't seem possible when we're not getting paid well. And we feel like we're having to hustle all the time. And so there are a lot of things that a lot of people spend money on, I think, a little too soon in their business. And that means that they, as the owner, don't get paid. So that's not what we want. So usually when people hit about that $100,000 range, they've got enough where hiring, like they're starting to hire a team, they're starting to hire people like, and it doesn't, it doesn't feel so heavy on their money. They can still get paid themselves. Mm-hmm. I would love to go into what a day in the life of a bookkeeper is like, because I think there are definitely people out there who don't know what you guys would be able to do for their business and what it looks like to have somebody support them in this way. So can you talk to what it looks like for somebody to hire you? What types of things do you do? Do you meet with them to go over some of the things? Do they get reports? What does that look like? Yeah. Trying to sort of stay away from the super technical because for most people, that's really not interesting. It's more, you know, how is it going to look and how is it going to feel working with a bookkeeper and what are they getting out of it? The first thing that we do is get on a call with them and kind of feel out where they're at in their business, where their pain points are, what's happening, what's feeling heavy and sort of like a physician diagnose the package that's going to serve them the best because each business is a little unique, even where our niche is online coaches and course creators and things like that. They're all just a little bit unique with some different things going on. So we'd want to really understand where they're at in their business, what's happening for them and what exactly is going to help. So that's the first step there. And then from there, they actually, the way that we work or 
you know, any bookkeeper, they're going to have some hopefully easy, regular way to communicate with you. So we actually give all of our clients an online portal and that's sort of their main place that they can access their reports, upload information, answer questions. And then just going a bit beyond that, we use a bookkeeping software. We actually work exclusively in QuickBooks online. We, all of our clients have access to their QuickBooks online. That's super important (laughs) that they, that they have that access, but they really don't need to do a lot with it. So usually we set that up for them where we're connecting their business bank accounts, bringing in all the transactions getting their chart of accounts, which a chart of accounts, probably a good way to think of that is like little filing folders. If you think of that as like physical manila folders, that's what each of those chart of accounts, we specialize that for online businesses and get that all set up basically ready to go. And then from there, you know, the day in day out work of the actual bookkeeping is organizing those transactions. And then at the end of the month, we reconcile their accounts, which is just a fancy word that means making sure that everything that's in QuickBooks is exactly the same as on the bank statement. And so QuickBooks is the organization of bringing all of that information together. And that's what allows us to create those reports to really see you know, how the business is, is doing. And then from there, if our client isn't used to reading those reports, if they're, if they're new to that, then we like to provide training on actually how to read those reports and and how to see what's happening as kind of a starting place to go deeper, to go further, because we really firmly believe that bookkeeping is really the first step to truly understanding your numbers and being able to have your business finances work for both your business and personal life in a meaningful way. Yeah. So something that we do a little differently is we really believe in building relationships with our clients. A lot of bookkeepers are like, no, I'm just like a data entry person. I just want to stay behind the computer. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> and that's actually where we end up with a lot of people coming to us because they're like, I book- my bookkeeper fell off the face of the earth. I don't know where they went. I have to wait two to three weeks to talk to them. So we really believe in that relationship base. So even from the beginning, when we get on a call with someone, we're not just seeing if they fit with us, like bookkeeping wise. And if they're like our ideal client, we're also seeing if they fit with us energy wise. And if we feel like we can actually build a relationship here, if we don't like there's occasionally we get on calls and we're like, wow, there's a giant wall and we can't connect with you. And so that happens. We're like, you're probably not a good fit, but that's good because that then goes into the relationship where we, I mean, I would say that a lot of our clients become almost friends because we really get to know their business and their situation and their life. And they get to know us too in our life. And it just, it really, it's just a really nice way to do business. And I don't know a lot of people out there who do it that way, especially when it comes to bookkeeping, because everyone thinks of it as so like analytical, but it's a really important piece for us. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's super crucial. And while you were saying that, I was thinking about that we actually, a lot of online businesses use Voxer, I don't yes. know. I do use box. Okay. Yeah. So that's usually the answer we get um, for the, for the clients we serve. So we actually have our clients on Voxer. So it makes it super easy. Whereas before, you know, instead of typing out a formal email, which we will respond that way, but we really like to provide that where it's also just more personal and easy, just a quick, you know, voice memo. You can hear the inflection and voice. It just, it just makes it a lot easier and always getting back really quickly. That is something we hear a lot is just like either being ghosted or just, I don't know when they're going to respond. You usually hear back from us the same day. 
we're on it. We know that, you know, whatever asking for, whatever you're needing, like you have all these open loops in your brain. You just need that taken care of, done, moved on. And like, we're here for that. And that's another way that we really show that we value that relationship long-term. And that has to be so reassuring when people are talking about their money and the internal workings of their business, because I imagine dealing on the money side, there's probably a lot of interesting, perhaps money mindset blocks or levels of things that people work through when talking about their money and generating income in their business. Absolutely. I was going to say along with that, the relationship becomes so important to create a safe space to talk about money. That was really interesting during COVID. I mean, we had a lot of calls where just as part of our service, you know, we just felt called to you. Let's, if you're, you know, you're trying to transition your business online, let's jump on a call. Let's brainstorm. Most of our clients are online, but we have some who that aren't that needed to go through that process or, you know, online businesses suddenly what the offerings weren't working and, you know, let's brainstorm, let's come up with different offerings. Yeah. Let's, how is this feeling for you? Work on the the money mindset issues. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's really, really important. A lot of people don't feel like they really have anybody they can talk to about their money in their business. You know, and a lot of people sort of like their spouse becomes their, their person or their partner. And if, if they're not in business, they don't fully understand. So they might be listening to you, but they can't be fully present and like empathetic and understand what you're going through. And so I don't know, me personally, I get a lot of fulfillment out of being that person for people where they can actually open up and talk about this and feel like, oh, this person gets it. And they see what I see and they can help me (laughs) and not just like, not just listen, but actually help me. Where do I like, what is my next step? Where do I turn? What do I do next? I think that's, that's a really important part that that was another big thing that happened with COVID. People just were like, I don't know what to do. I mean, we had some clients who went from, you know, making several hundred thousand dollars a month, some of our bigger ones to all of a sudden being like, okay, I just made $5,000 this month. Mm-hmm. What do I do with that? <laughs> I have all of these staff members. What do I do with that? How do I fix this? And just being there to like problem solve with them and help them say, okay, well, what can we do? What can we do? Let's, let's lay it all out there and let's figure out what you can do to make the money work. Yeah. I think this year, especially between COVID and there's been an influx of people in the online space, the iOS changes to Facebook, Facebook ads really shook up a lot of people's business. So I have to think that that steady voice and that someone to talk to you about strategy and really the internal workings and the numbers in your business had to be such a relief for your clients. Yes. We saw that firsthand. Several of our clients, when the iOS change happened and they were especially like launch-based businesses where they're launching, you know, courses or membership programs every so often and they're like their predominant way of marketing was Facebook ads. And all of a sudden they were still putting the same amount in, but they weren't getting the same amount back. It really hurt several of them. Crystal had that conversation like, uh, I think this is what happened. (laughs) And it's doesn't necessarily make it easier to have someone, but it does make it a little bit, I guess, easier to have someone to talk it through with and realize that you're not the only one that's happening to. Because I think a lot of people in business, they think, oh, I can't talk to anybody else about this because this is just happening to me, even though it might actually be happening to a lot of people. 
Yeah. I think so many times it can feel like we're working in a vacuum and definitely working as an OBM. When I come on to somebody's business, it's the same way. It's like, it's a very intimate relationship because you're really looking at all the inner workings of their business and their team and their money in a different way than you guys are. But having someone to just talk things through with and bounce ideas off. A lot of times you can get unstuck so much faster because you have that sounding board and you have a little bit of feedback, especially if you get stuck on a certain loop and somebody could say, "Mm, what about this? I know we've talked, this conversation has been about strategy, but what role would you say that strategy plays in your business with your clients? Because it sounds like not only are you helping them with the day-to-day tasks and the recurring tasks of bookkeeping, but you're also offering them some advice and some strategy. Okay. So, um, we do the bookkeeping and that's obviously where we started. Like Crystal and I mentioned at the beginning, we both had our separate bookkeeping businesses and I would say we both went into it with the goal of helping business owners really understand their money and make their money work for them. I know me personally, my dad owned a business his whole life And I saw how much he struggled because he didn't understand the money. And what we found (laughs) is with doing the bookkeeping, while bookkeeping is great, and it is that first step, and you do have to have it in order to get the numbers, like to get going, it's all very retroactive. And so you're always looking backwards instead of forward. And so it makes it really hard to actually make money changes and really feel in control of your money. You may understand where your money went. But making forward moving changes is really difficult. And so that's where, I mean, personally, I started feeling like bookkeeping isn't all that they need (laughs) anymore. They, you know, I mean, a lot of people, they just think, oh, I need bookkeeping, I need my taxes done. And that's that. And that's the money piece. But really, there's so many business owners who may even have those pieces in place, but they still feel very out of control with their money. They don't understand where, like, they don't understand how to make it do what they want to A lot of them, like I mentioned, are not getting paid as much as they like to be, and they really just don't know how to fix it. And they may even try to like cut back, but that doesn't help either. And so they feel very confused about it. And so that's where we realized, okay, we need, we, they need more. There needs to be more. And even my previous business as a bookkeeper, doing bookkeeping, knowing the numbers, I still wasn't very profitable. And so I started looking into profitability and learning how to really engineer the money to make it do what I wanted to do and turn that around. And so now we have our bookkeeping. Yes. But then we have a separate offering called our easy profit formula. And that's where we help businesses set up a money management system that works really easy for them. That's got a lot on the, on the front of setting it up, but once it gets going, it's, it's very effortless to run. And you don't really have to even think about making the money work because it just does. (laughs) You can, instead of seeing all of your money lumped together in one account, which is what most businesses do. And then they spend all of the money. You get to see it broken out and you get to say, okay, I know exactly how much money I have to spend on my expenses. And I know exactly how much money I've saved for my taxes. And okay, look here, my, you know, I, I realize now I can take a, I can take a little bit of a, extra bonus, or maybe it's time to increase my paycheck. Yay. You know, or maybe like, Oh, money's not doing so well. Maybe I need to cut back on some of these things. And it's just really eye opening for people to be able to actually see and understand their money and 
we were actually talking with a client yesterday on a call and she was like, I feel like I can really see it. And it's a little scary. And I was like, yes, I'm so glad you can see it. Cause this is what I see when I look at your numbers, but you couldn't feel it. <laughs> so it kind of translates what I see intuitively because I'm a number person into an actual feeling for people where they can see it. Yeah. Just not looking at like a spreadsheet, for instance. <laughs> I was just going to add to that. So I guess a good way to think about it or like my favorite part about it, because I did learn this system from Cali is instead of like kind of where I come from, my education is like more like, oh, let's do cash flow forecasting. Right. And my favorite part about this is that with cash flow forecasting, you're always depending on that third party to be the authority to come in and like do your cash flow forecast and help you know what's happening. And my very favorite part about this is how we empower our clients. It's like teaching them how to fish so that they are the ones driving the bus and they have those skills and it is not scary anymore. I mean, it's, it's literally like somebody who hides their head in the sand and just like, can't look at it, has so much anxiety about it. And it is a little scary at first, but we hold your hand. We teach you the skills. We're right there and you are able to do it yourself. Now, once you learn that process and you understand what's happening, we do offer to help with some of the technical pieces long-term, but you always know what's happening. We're just making it easier. And I feel like that's a really big difference between cash flow forecasting and our easy profit formula, even though essentially it's doing the same thing. Yeah. I would love to know, is this offer a DIY offer or is it a done with you offer? What does that look like? And would this be potentially something that somebody could purchase and set up before they're maybe ready to hire a bookkeeper on retainer? So yeah, that's a really great question. And because every business is so different and because every person is so different, we do offer it in a couple of different formats. So we do have our group coaching program where the trainings are recorded and they watch and learn and then they implement things on their own. And then we have our group coaching calls where they can talk about the money with us, but also other business owners and feel not so alone and talk about like any roadblocks they're hitting in setting it all up and understanding. Also, if they have questions specific about like the strategy of moving the money around, things like that, that's been really cool, but we only offer that a couple of times a year. And we won't be offering that again until 2022 because I'm having a baby in a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> but the other way that we do it is one-on-one. And that's for people who maybe don't feel as comfortable talking in a group. They would prefer to keep their money a little more to themselves, or they straight up know that they're not going to be the ones to keep themselves accountable. And so they want us to do as much of it as we can, and then them to do the few steps that we can't do and keep them accountable to it. So those people go through it in the one-on-one way and one-on-one and we can do it any time of the year. So there's just different. Yeah. Yeah. But certainly someone who's doing their own bookkeeping, as long as it's, you know, as long as they have reports that make sense, et cetera, like it does, it does need to, that price does need to be in place somehow, but certainly that they would be a good candidate to do the group coaching course. Yes. You do have to have some kind of bookkeeping in place because without that, you don't, you, you have no starting place for what your numbers actually are. And so we, part of what we do is we take you from where you are to where you want to go. But if we don't know where you are, 
then how do we chart a course for where you want to go? You know what I mean? So you've got to have that piece first. I think that's a great segue into what people can do to get ready. So if there is a group of people that are in this pre $100,000 revenue range, what are some simple things that you guys would recommend so that they can have what they need in place so they don't come to you with like a dumpster fire of receipts and not knowing what to do? It's kind of funny because I feel like a lot of people think that bookkeeping has a lot to do with receipts and it actually doesn't. You do need to keep them. So definitely be keeping them. And you can do that by having most people online don't have physical receipts. They get emails with receipts or they purchase something and there's a receipt they can download. Literally, you can like email those to yourself and stick them all in a receipt folder, or you can have a Google Drive folder to keep them. That's just in case you're ever audited, but that doesn't actually have much to do with your bookkeeping because fun fact my parents thought that's how you did it. And that's what they had me do as a kid on Saturdays. And then we got audited and ended up owing like $13,000 in. Oh no. (laughs) So just keep them, but don't actually use them for your bookkeeping because your books are going to be incomplete trying to use your receipts. So we are going to be creating a course for that pre hundred K mark for business owners, because there's such a huge need. There is lots of QuickBooks training, but there is not good, interesting QuickBooks training specifically tailored to online businesses. So we are really excited to create that. It's actually also going to include a support group. Uh, We'd meet and answer questions and really help those business owners that are the place where they need or want to do their own bookkeeping so that they can, hopefully we can lower that learning curve and make it more accessible and kind of give them confidence with it and that sort of support at an accessible price point. So yeah, that is coming. I feel like I forgot the rest of your question as far as getting ready for that. Were you saying what else can they do to get ready for that? Although that's super cool. Like that gives them the tools that if somebody's kicking off and they want to have all of their ducks in a row and just get things set up, that's a perfect, perfect tool for it. I will say when I started QuickBooks was really intimidating for me. And I heard people say like, QuickBooks is hard or I can't figure this out. And so I started with FreshBooks and have stayed there just because it was a platform that I could understand and navigate. And so I have on my calendar 30 minutes every Friday where I just update my FreshBooks. But certainly if I had a tool like what you guys are planning to offer that would walk me through that setup and then have the bonus of expertise eyes and being able to ask specific questions, that would have been incredible. And I would have jumped at that opportunity. Yeah. So it's really interesting. Actually, the, the reason why we love QuickBooks is because it will grow with your business all the way through. You know, there are other options out there like Wave that offers free software. And a lot of people will jump on that to begin with. And I've had so many people come to me from trying to do it themselves on Wave where the software does something kind of funky and then you're like, what happened? All of a sudden everything's broken. The interesting thing about FreshBooks is it is not, it doesn't have everything included. So if you're a business owner who's really small or who really only has like income and expenses, you're probably okay on FreshBooks. But if at any point you plan to grow and have loans and things like that, they don't actually have the balance sheet side of things, which would be your 
assets, which are things that you own, and they technically have your bank accounts. They don't have liabilities, which are like the loans that I was talking about. That's money that you owe. And they don't have the equity side, which would be if you're a sole proprietor or an LLC where you're paying yourself for taking money out of the business. So for basic, for very basic bookkeeping, it works great. But over time, just so you know, <laughs> you'll probably have to have something a little more whole <laughs> that can take care of all of the pieces. Yeah. Um, and so that's why we love QuickBooks because it has it all. And people can go from, you know, just starting out to huge companies. I mean, we have, we have a couple of clients who are making several million a year and they're perfectly fine on QuickBooks. They don't need anything bigger, but yeah. So there are some people who literally, they just don't want to think about it. And so they'll be like, okay, I'm just going to put my nose to the ground and I'm going to work on making money and I'm not going to worry about the booking. I'm just going to like, let it go. And then come around to tax time. And they're like, okay, now I need help. And that is, that is actually okay. As long as you get a bookkeeper early enough (laughs) and and early enough, I would say is somewhere between October to December, because once you start getting into the new year, all of the bookkeepers have been booked out (laughs) uh, as they are trying to get everybody caught up for tax time. So if you're planning to file your taxes on time, and you're, you know that you're going to need to hire somebody, I would say go ahead and start looking October to December. Get someone you know <laughs> lined up so you're not in trouble when tax time comes and you have no bookkeeping. And in terms of things that you need, this, I mean, software makes it so easy now because we can just integrate and we can pull the data from the whole year and quickly import it. It's not a big deal. The one thing that can be a little, a little harder is if you have any cash dealings or checks where you have to have images and things like that. Mm-hmm. Some people's bank statements have checks on them. Some people don't. So if yours doesn't have check images, you would probably want to go ahead and start getting those ahead of time because certain banks will actually charge you to go back and look at your checks, your check images. If it's like back further months or even sometimes at Crystal or some of them, like even if it's not that far back, <laughs> we ran into that a couple of times. I don't Banks are honestly all over the place. Like as far as, yeah, I, it's insane to me that they don't all offer you being able to see your, your check images online, but that's something to find out is if your bank yeah. offers that or not, because they just don't, they don't all, or some of them charge for it Yeah, all over the place. Also bank statements are a good thing to be collecting. Yeah. So if you have multiple bank accounts for your business, so like, let's say you have a checking and a savings. Get both of those bank statements every month. If you have PayPal, get your PayPal statement. If you have all this stuff all ready to go and then you hire a bookkeeper and you say, here it all is. They will be so happy with you because they can just like, you know, hit the ground running and get it all done and get it done really quickly. If you don't have all this stuff together, they'll, they'll more than likely tell you what they need and you'll just have to, you know, go run and get it. But that can be a little harder at the end of the year, when a lot of businesses are trying to do that all at one time and the banks are kind of getting swamped with it all. <laughs> yeah. certain, like I said, certain banks work really well and they're like, okay, here it is all online. And some banks are like, no, we're not going to make this easy at all. You have to actually come in and get them. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> I think this is a good time to talk about what it looks like cost-wise to hire a bookkeeper. I know there has to be a huge range of 
prices, depending on where you're at in your business and maybe even what types of services and how in-depth you want to go. But would you say if somebody was coming to you at that $100,000 range, they've reached that tipping point and they're saying, I need some help. What would you say that a starting price would be that they'd be looking at for bookkeeping services? Our current starting price is $450 a month, but we include a couple more things than a lot of people do. A lot of bookkeeping services will be just the bookkeeping and that's it. Ours includes the QuickBooks online software. And also something else we saw that a lot of small business owners need is the quarterly estimated taxes. So like, even if you have a tax preparer or an accountant or someone who's doing your taxes, a lot of them, if you ask them to do your, they're called vouchers for the next year, they're just going to take whatever you owe the previous year, divide that by four. And that's what you pay four times a year. The problem is with an online business, you can have substantially different numbers from year to year. I mean, there is the potential for you to double or triple your business. We've seen that. And the problem is if you paid what you owed last year, while you're technically okay with, (laughs) you know, the tax people, you may end up in a situation where you end up with a much bigger bill than you were expecting. And you have already spent that money and that money's not there And so now you're in a situation of, oh, crap, how do I afford this? (laughs) Where's this money going to come from? And then you may end up having to get into even like a payment plan where you end up owing interest. And it's just a whole thing because then you have to pay the previous year's taxes on top of that year's taxes. So we realize this is a big thing that's needed. And so we go ahead and just include that for everybody because, like I said, we work with these online businesses and we know things are going to change never going to be the same from year to year. Hardly anybody stays the same. Yeah. We also have all of that communication that a lot of been, that a lot of bookkeepers don't have also payroll. <laughs> so as your business Ooh, grows, yes. are hiring people, whether that's contractors or actual employees, as you get to a point where you might want to switch from being a sole proprietor or an LLC to being taxed as an S corp for some tax savings advantages and you as the owner have to start being put on payroll, that becomes a whole other thing. And so we help out with that as well. We include the first, we include one employee for free. Like, like that's in our package because we do work with a lot of S-corps. A lot of businesses, as they're hitting that $100,000 point are kind of getting to that tipping point where it's time to switch over. Yeah. I just interviewed someone who talks about employees versus contractors, and he shared his love affair with bookkeepers and talking to them before you hire an employee. And so I think it's a really nice, the episodes are a nice pairing to go together. <laughs> yes. That is, that is perfect. And that is a hard thing to to figure out the just quick conversation with somebody who's used to that. Yeah. It, it takes honestly five minutes and it's like, Oh, okay. And like on you go. Yeah. It can save you a lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and it's a good question because someone who's looking at your money all the time, they're going to be able to quickly say like, yeah, you probably could afford someone or no, you definitely cannot do not do this right now. <laughs> yes. And I know you guys also offer like a free discovery call. So if somebody's not sure what they might need, if they're ready to bring you guys on, if they're looking at perhaps different types of revenue that they've generated or profits in their business, and they want to know what a customized package would look like, you guys will get on the phone and then send that over to them. So they can not only get to meet you to make sure that there's that right fit, but you can talk to them and 
and give them some customized packages and advice about what you can do for their business. Yeah, absolutely. And to go kind of a little bit further with the pricing question combined with a customized package, it's good to know that if you do, I guess, put off your bookkeeping or you, you suddenly, you know, and it's now late September, early October, you're ready to uh, get some help to get ready for taxes. You should expect to pay for those months of cleanup. It is a more, you know, upfront costs. We do offer payment plans with it, but there is sort of that snowball effect that happens, but we do deal with that all the time because that is the reality. Bookkeeping is something that. It, it doesn't always feel urgent until it's urgent. And so we do our best to, you know, to deal with that. And of course, never any judgment. We're there to help. But that that's something I guess to note is that you will pay month, the way that we charge is, is monthly for, for that bookkeeping. And we also consider transactions. So we've looked at charging at, you know, different revenue points in your business. And for what we do, it really doesn't make sense because that doesn't necessarily dictate the amount of work. So we actually look at the workload in terms of transactions, which can feel a little bit foreign sometimes, but usually we can fairly um, quickly on a discovery call, find out about how many transactions you have, and we'll be able to kind of diagnose the work that way. And then we kind of do an average of that every six months so that the price isn't changing a lot. It's not like you're getting a different price every month, just depending. And it, it feels all up in the air. We just kind of do an average every six months. And then that's sort of your set price for the next six months with that. So those are just something else to consider as far as pricing. And then I, I guess just one more thing to add that while we don't feel like there is a lot of good training for QuickBooks, we do offer QuickBooks setup where maybe you're going to do your own QuickBooks, but you just want help setting it up. We do offer that. And then we also offer some training. Like if you just need like a couple of sessions to get started, get oriented. Like you remember that feeling when you were trying to use QuickBooks and it's like, yes. just again to try to flatten that learning curve and gave you the best chance of success, but it's just really not the right time to outsource. It's also a great opportunity to start a relationship that you know us, we know you. And then in a year or something, your business has grown and you're ready to outsource. It doesn't take up that brain space. You know where to go. We already know you. So we've had that happen too. So we alluded to in the beginning that it can sometimes feel challenging in the online space. And I think it's become less so, but still, I find that a lot of people go to someone in their town initially and they try to find someone to work on their business that way. And those people in general have seemed not to maybe understand the online space and how it works and, and what's happening. So when somebody's thinking about hiring someone for bookkeeping, what advice would you give them to really find the right person for them? And perhaps to make sure that the person that they're bringing on understands what's happening in their type of business that they have. Yeah. So a lot of people will go to someone locally because they're usually cheaper, especially if they live in a small town. Kind of like I was mentioning, I live in a small town. So if I try to get clients here, they all expect me to work for nothing, even though my expertise is like through the roof. So the problem with that is that a lot of those people who are local, they work with all the local businesses, which are freaking mortar businesses. They are mom and pop shops, the restaurants, the I don't know. I'm trying to think the stores, the salons in their town, they don't really understand online businesses. 
if you start telling them that you're using Stripe to take your payments or that you use Dubsado for your for your management of your business or you tell them you have I don't know they'll see they see they see active campaign come through or convert kit and they're going to be like what is this <laughs> right we're going to be like, oh, we know exactly what that is. Okay, this is this is how we need to work it. We need this from you or this from you. And they would just be like, I don't know. <laughs> they probably won't say that to you. They'll just sort of like put yeah. it somewhere that it may not yeah. belong. And the regular QuickBooks chart of accounts that comes preloaded. Yes. It's designed for just any business, whatever. Yes. Not customize it all so the reports don't make as much sense. They like usually the have- default. In the default, they lump your office supplies with your software, mm-hmm. which, okay, for a regular in-person business, maybe that makes sense. But if you have an online business, no, that does not make sense at all. Yeah. You just want to keep your software <laughs> separate. You want to be able to see those and be able to keep tabs on, you know, are my software expenses going up? Am I spending too much there? Because of subscriptions, we all know an online business, they can get out of control, you know, Boy. So shiny object syndrome is, is real. Yes. Um, Stop and- me from spending any more on courses this year. I put it, I've put a no more courses this year, <laughs> more time on myself. Yes. Yeah. We hear you on that. I was also going to say, so typically that, you know, local potentially less expensive person, that's also in addition to not really understanding the online space, that's also where you're going to find where they may disappear on you, not get back quickly, sort of guess. They're not going to be there for those adaptive conversations like we were talking about to hook your businesses up with the next resources that it needs, kind of advise you when it's time to become an S corporation. How much should you pay yourself? Like they're not there for that. They're not there for any kind of advising like that. So that's something to keep in mind if you do decide to go with somebody local, less expensive, potentially less experienced. Those are just some things to keep in mind. They are usually working on volume. So because they're charging so little, they have to have so many clients to be able to make money that they just, they straight up don't have time to explain things to you. I've heard so many people say that they ask the questions and the person just sort of like gives them the minimum answer that they can and sort of like shoes them. It's literally because they're so busy, they can't keep up. They're not relationship-based usually. So that's a, that's a big difference too. Yeah. So when somebody's finds a bookkeeper or in your case, bookkeepers that work online, what questions do you recommend that they ask? Is it beyond, obviously, I think one of the most important things that you guys have shared is that relationship and that connection, which I completely agree. I think the more someone is involved in really in depth in your business, that relationship becomes so much more important. And I think it sounds like a lot of people may also come with some, I don't want to say shame, but maybe shame or embarrassment about what their bookkeeping may have looked like up until that point, or maybe just that they don't even understand what's going on. I certainly experienced that as an OBM where people say, you're going to hate it. Everything's a mess in the back end. I don't have anything organized. And I I don't have that judgment at all. And I'm sure you guys don't, but trying to communicate that to people before they bring someone on is hard to explain sometimes. Yeah. So I've heard heard that a lot actually, where people are like, "Uh, I really don't want to show you this. (laughs) And sometimes who are, yeah. Sometimes even people who like on the front side, they look like they have it all together. 
and they may be making quite a bit of money and they're like talking about that in their marketing, but then they're like, I can't tell anybody about this. This is such a mess. I'm so embarrassed. And I'm like, you really don't have to be because pretty much everybody that comes to us has a mess. <laughs> but they get shamed about it. Like it's the secret that they start to feel shame about. And it's like, we've, I mean, we've had a lot of conversations, even people, even people that potentially end up not working with us where it just feels lighter having had the conversation. So 100% we're not here to judge and we don't think any different of you if the back end of your business is a mess, just like what I'm sure what you experienced, Julie, it's like you built that thing from the ground. Like how badass is that? Like That's what I say. I'm like, you took your brain and your computer and you created something absolutely incredible. You're helping all these people. I'm just here to celebrate you. I can do some really simple things in my wheelhouse to create a foundation for you, to put some things in place and just allow you to continue to shine even brighter in your zone of genius. But I don't have any judgment about what's happening. I am just happy and celebrating you. Yeah. We echo that wholeheartedly. Love it. So would there be any specific questions that people would want to ask if they're looking for a bookkeeper for their business that you think really would help them hone in on what would be the right fit for them? Yeah. I think you need to ask if they are, well, you may be able to just tell this from their website, whether they're a generalist or whether they actually serve your type of business. Kind of like we were talking about, it makes a lot of difference in terms of how they can help you, how can they can understand how many questions they're going to have to ask you about the transactions coming through where you're spending money. And a good question to ask would be, if I don't understand something, how will you help me understand? Because mm-hmm. a lot of bookkeepers won't <laughs> at all. <laughs> Whereas if someone was like, I'm really not getting this, we would be like, okay, let's get on a call. Let's talk about this. Let's help you understand this so that in the future, you don't ever have to feel this again. That's powerful. And that's a question that you may not think to ask getting on a call because again, the shame, like you don't want to look stupid, but like if they're good at what they do, they're not going to make you feel that way. And that's a really powerful question to ask. I would add to that as well. Ask what it looks like to work with them. You want it to fit your online lifestyle. You want it to be convenient and you want to be able to really start to see what that would look like and feel like with the rest of your business, you know, would it flow that way? So if they have a question or they, how quickly can they expect you to respond? Yeah. Because if usually if you have a question and it pertains to your money, I expect people would really appreciate a timely response back because I'm sure they're maybe waiting on a decision or they're going to do something or not do something based on your answer to that question. We're buying a house. Can you please send us over these reports? Like that's stressful enough. Yes. <laughs> need those reports, you know, ASAP without drama. Yeah. I've had people who came to me and they were like, my bookkeeper, I asked for reports two months ago and I still haven't gotten them. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If it's something like buying a house, you need those things. Now you need them yesterday because the bank's asking for them. You can't wait two months. Yeah. I think most times people, they don't realize they need to ask that question going in. And a lot of times they're just looking for someone to do the data entry and they don't really realize that they need someone who's going to be more relationship-based and so they might get on a call and all they talk about is bookkeeping. And the person's like, yep, I can do your bookkeeping. No problem. I can get you those reports. No problem. And then a lot of times 
the business owner doesn't get them what they need. And so then the bookkeeper starts thinking, well, this person doesn't really care. And so the turnaround time gets longer and longer and longer. Whereas part of our job, like I feel crystal this and I've told our bookkeepers this. I'm like, part of our job is kind of like staying on people's ass. Mm-hmm. Like our job is to annoy you until you get us what we need, because we know that you're a business owner. We know that you've got a million other things and that this is not at the top of your to-do list, but we do need it in order to do our job for what you're paying us for so that we can get you the numbers. But a lot of people don't do that. They ask one time, a lot of the bookkeepers last one time and then they're like, well, I guess they just don't care because they didn't give me the answer. And I'm like, no, mm-hmm. they didn't answer because they got a lot of stuff going on. Keep asking. <laughs> I echo that. If anybody ever between my clients and myself, the people that follow up, I'm so grateful because I'm like, you know, you get an email and then sometimes the next day that's all the way out of the front of your inbox. And it's like, it, it takes a little bit to untangle that. So having somebody who's willing to follow up and understanding of that is incredible. I was thinking about our portal software because we picked it specifically because it will do that for us. We have the automated reminders in there. So it just keeps sending it out, even if we forget, but also security. That's another good question to ask is how are they keeping your stuff, your numbers, your information safe? Because a lot of times they're going to be dealing with things like if you don't have an EIN number, your social security number, we would always recommend people get an EIN number, but some people are just like, okay, you don't have one. Give me your social security number, bank details. They might have your account numbers login information for different softwares, all of these things, they need to have some kind of security protocol (laughs) so that, you know, I mean, there are certain people in the world who are still writing people's passwords down on paper at their house or leaving them on a sticky note on their desktop, like a virtual sticky note (laughs) where someone could just go in there and grab it. You want to make sure that whoever you're hiring is using some kind of encryption software to house passwords and information that's a, that's a really big one. That's super important. Absolutely. And if they're in the online space as well, maybe they're working remotely or working in coffee shops and so that they have protections on their computer, like a VPN. So that if they're sitting there drinking their mocha and working on your stuff, that somebody from the surrounding area can also sneak in there and steal it. And also deleting things regularly from their own computer. So a lot of times with bookkeepers, we go in and we run a report. We have to download it in order to upload it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And people will just leave those things infinitely in their download folder. So making sure that they regularly delete it. You may not have to remember all of these things. You might just ask them like what they do for security. And, and yeah, you'll get a good sense. <laughs> yeah. It's think- like, oh, I've never gotten this question before. Then you're like, <laughs> you run away. <laughs> Right. And I think you could just sense a lot of times people's confidence in their answer. So if they're like, oh yeah, we love security. We do this, this, and this. You can go into that relationship then confidently, or as if they give you sort of a blank stare, (laughs) then maybe be concerned. If you're working with a new bookkeeper and you're not sure, especially if it's like your first time hiring a bookkeeper or after about three months, definitely recommend getting on a call with them and asking lots of questions. And if you don't feel really good about what they're telling you, something feels off, that's probably your sign that that's not a good fit. It is slowly changing in the industry where I guess certifications are becoming more of a thing, but there's a lot of really good bookkeepers. There's just a lot who 
aren't really good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's more of a not really caring and not wanting to make it really good than a lack of ability. But sometimes it is a lack of ability too. So I, I think it is important to be diligent, ask for testimonials. And then again, definitely make sure you're feeling really good about that they can answer your questions, that they can explain things to you, that they have advice and thoughts about your business. As long as you feel really good there, you're probably in good hands. It occurs to me that probably the people that are showing up and maybe not doing a good job would be maybe unintentionally, but preying on people's mindsets and their fears and their insecurities about money. Because if people are intimidated to ask the questions, if they're not encouraged to say, I don't understand this, they have all those things going on. Then if they hire somebody who then is not fully showing up, but they're sort of embarrassed to ask, it's like that person can kind of potentially operate and do the bare minimum. When the other person just might not know what's going on, but maybe they didn't before. And so they're just like, I guess this is just how it's going to be. Yeah. You nailed that. A lot of bookkeepers out there, they got a job as a bookkeeper at some business and they they either learned from the previous bookkeeper or they kind of tried to figure it out themselves and they sort of winged it in the learning phase. And so they, they probably, they might know like 80 to 85% of the stuff, but then there's that other 15% that is things that you may not know unless you know, and unless you were taught properly. And so that's kind of where things fall through the gap. But then it's kind of like I was mentioning, you can also have people who know hundred percent of the information and they do everything perfectly correct. But then you're like, Hey, I don't understand this. And they say, I don't have time to answer your questions. I don't really want to get on a call with you. I don't really want to talk to you about this. It's right. I I promise you it's right. You're going to send it to your tax person and they're going to tell you it's right. And that's not really helpful either. You know, I would consider that not a good bookkeeper because they're not helping you understand what's actually happening, even though it is correct. They're not worse. They speak over your head. Yes. A bunch of jargon and make you feel, you know, real little when it's not even about you you're the freaking business owner, right? You built that (laughs) and they're talking over your heads. That's just about them and their ego. So I feel like that's even worse, but we see that too. Yeah. I have experienced that myself for sure. It's horrible. Yeah. Well, let's transition to something really exciting and positive. I would love it if you have any recommendations for money mindset books, potentially, because you probably see people that have a variety of things that they're bringing to the table when it comes to their money. Do you have any thoughts about what books you might point your clients or people to, to get them on the path of unwinding and having a healthy relationship with their money? Definitely. I guess, I mean, honestly, I'm always interested in reading money mindset books because it's definitely a journey, not a destination. And it's more of a practice to stay in a healthy money mindset Two of my favorites are You Are a Badass at Making Money by Jen Sincero. All of her books are great, but that one's no exception. And another one is Money, A Love Story by Kate Northrup is also excellent. Definitely. I don't read a lot of the money mindset books, but I do a lot more with journaling and visualization to help me. So every now and then, if I start feeling myself getting weird about money, especially if if I start feeling like I'm stuck 
at an income level or like something, something money related is making me feel weird. I will just journal about it and try to figure out what is making me feel weird, where those feelings are coming from, and then how I can rewrite them. And then also the visualization part. One trick that I just love to do is I will actually take a screenshot of my bank account and I will go in either to Canva or like, depending on what your bank is, how much work you need to do on this, whether it's just putting a little you know, colored block over it and then rewriting text. in. I'll actually change the amount in the bank account to how much I want to see. And then I look at it on a regular basis and it just helps to normalize those new numbers so that that higher number doesn't look as scary to you anymore. Because I know when I first started doing this, I was like, can I, could I have that much money in the bank? I don't know if I could. And it really works. Like you start to normalize things. Then, And this can work in your personal and in your business. I do it for both and it, it really helps. It really works. What a cool idea. I love that so much. Have you guys ever done, there was an exercise in a book that I did a while ago and you print blank checks and then you write checks every day and you double the amount, right? So one day you might write checks and your checks have to total a thousand dollars. And then the next day they have to total 2000 and it's all things you want. Like, it's not like you have to write a check for a certain thing. Like you could say, I want to go on a vacation to somewhere. So here's my payment for my vacation. Here's our new hot water heater. But it was a really cool exercise to feel that like I'm actually physically writing these amounts of money like they exist now. It was fun. And sometimes when we think about, quote, doing the work, it can sound heavy or like, oh, I have to go back and dig up issues from the past or unwind these things. But journaling, printing out something that is like a vision. So you could see what your bank account's going to be writing checks. There's really fun ways out there to be able to shift your frequency and adjust that mindset without necessarily being bogged down with all of the emotional things. I've never heard of that, but I love it. <laughs> Same. What a fun idea. And yeah, yeah I mean, I think that going into the past and unwinding those things is super valuable, but yeah, we're not in that mood all the time. So again, I think, I think the ritual of somehow doing something or just, just not ignoring it, or, you know, if you're at a place where you've worked on it a lot, that you have practices that you can go back to. And like Callie's saying, like things get weird that you can recognize that and you can go back to them. I think that's where it's at. So yeah, that definitely sounds like a cool idea. Well, this has just felt like I have known you guys forever. Like we just sat down for coffee and we've been getting to chat and I know the audience is going to feel the same way. If they would love to continue hanging out with you, where can they find you? How do they stay connected? What does that look like? So they can follow us on Instagram if they want to. We're not the best at that. We're getting better at Radical Profits Club. We're also, we have our website, which is radicalprofitsclub.com. And we have some cool resources there. And then the course that we were talking about, we'll be announcing that to the email list when that goes live. Also our easy profit formula, when we start gearing up for that and creating a wait list, we'll let people know so that we can get a full group. It's a lot more fun when we have a lot of people in there. And then of course, on our website, if someone wants to talk to us and see if we're a good fit, if they're ready, we have the link to schedule a call with us right on our website as well. 
Yeah. And if you go and get one of those freebie resources on our website, then that's where you'll also be joining our email list. And that would be the main way that we would let you know when, you know, those courses are when the QBO flow is coming out and when our easy profit formula group coaching would be happening. So we're just to keep in touch in the meantime. I can't wait. It sounds like not only is the business birthing a real baby, but several really cool offerings coming up in the near future that people want to stay connected to be able to find out when those go live so they don't miss them. Yep. Is there anything else you would like to share about hiring a bookkeeper for your business? Parting words. I was going to say, if you're listening to this episode, either you're new in business and you're just trying to learn all the things like more power to you. Good job paying attention, being diligent about that. If you're listening to this and you're thinking maybe it's time, it's probably time. So leap, leap, no matter what you're going to learn, but probably it's going to pay off big time. So getting that support, that's going to be huge. Those would be my parting words is that if you listen all the way to the end of this podcast and you think it might be time, go ahead, try interview some bookkeepers, find a good fit, take a leap. Boom. Yes. If you wait too long, it just gets heavier and heavier. It's better to go ahead and do it when you start thinking about it. Yes. I totally agree with that. I love it so much. Well, you guys, this has been amazing for anybody looking for the links to anything we've talked about and how to stay connected with you guys. Those will be in the show notes and I can't wait. We'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for Thank having you. us. Hi, it's Julie just popping in again to remind you that if you're stuck with hiring, if you need some help honing in on who you want to hire, what your vision and values are so you can attract those right fit contractors or employees, you can go to julietraining.com backslash starter kit to grab that free resource and get started today.